Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited today to have a fellow podcaster here with me from New York, and I cannot wait to talk all about his podcast, Behind the Velvet Rope. His name is David Yontev, and he is regularly in the top 50 for Apple Podcasts, so he is making big moves. He's a big deal out there, guys, so I am so excited to have him here, and he's going to tell us all about how he got started, all of the celebrities that he's been interviewing, and all the tea that he knows, so I cannot wait to hear it all. Hey, David, welcome so much to Getting Cozy. What is going on? How are you? I am good. You know, we're just uh, hanging out in this pandemic for the past, what, seven months now? <laughs> it's just kind of the days are just meshed together. They don't, I don't really know when it's a weekend or a weekday. How about you? It doesn't seem to be going away now, does it? Thrilled that we have jobs where we work at home, we just stay home and all this other stuff, right? I mean... We are so lucky. Yes, absolutely. I count my blessings for this podcast, as I'm sure you do yours. And how is it in New York? I've heard that it's been kind of tricky out there with the with the lockdown, and you guys have been having rough go. What's going on out there? I mean, like, you know, it's kind of open now. Like, you just don't know what to do with yourself. People are staying home. Some people are going out. You're just kind of, like, in this weird in-between state where, like, you want to do something, but, like... You also just don't know what's safe, you know, until you're just like, I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah, and I can't imagine being in New York and not going to, like, Broadway. I mean, I <laughs> that would break my heart. It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, how about the movie theaters? Are they open, at least? I have not gone. I have not gone, and I just don't need to go. You know what it is? Because my podcast is all about like reality TV and Bravo and the Housewives, I watch so much TV that I'm just one of those people that never goes to the movie. <laughs> That's so funny. I am a movie addict. Like we just, we love going to see movies. We were seeing three probably a week before the shutdown. So that was the hardest thing for us to not go to the movie theater. So we just went like a month ago and we went again last night or the night before. And it's just, it's one of those simple pleasures in life. So, you know, I'm just so happy that they're starting to open up the theaters again. But hey, if you're happy at home watching your reality TV, well, good for you. <laughs> we we appreciate it because then you can tell us what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like, I've even before this, I'm just not a movie person. You know, I just, I'm really more into TV. I am so curious, though, how you got into reality TV in general. What was your first reality TV show that you were hooked on? And how did your podcast come to be? I always loved reality TV, you know, right from the beginning. So I always loved, you know, like the old school, like The Hills, mm -hmm. Laguna Beach, um, The Simple Life. So I always loved these shows. So, it, you know, like when The Housewife came around, I was like, wait a second. Like, and I also loved The OC and I loved Desperate Housewives. So, I mean... The Real Housewives of Orange County really was based on, you know, the OC and on Desperate Housewives. So, yeah. like, of course I'm going to watch this show. And I did, and I loved it. And then I just, you know, living in New York, look, of course living in New York, it's different than if you lived somewhere else in the middle of nowhere. We have access to, like, the New York Housewives, the New Jersey Housewives, the Summer House, and all these shows that are actually that take place here. So, 
I didn't really understand all these people that just sat around and talked about the housewives. I'm like, I'm just going to go out and become friends with these people. Like, it's not (laughs) impossible. This isn't like, you know, it's not like Brad and Angie. Like, these people are, that's Taylor Swift. Like, if you eventually show up enough, these people are going to become friends with you. I kind of put myself into these situations, kind of worked my way in. And then I had all these stories where I'm just like, you know, these stories of hanging out with these people, like, they don't think anyone's watching, but I'm watching. And there's no cameras, to, you know, there's no cameras capturing this. And there's a lot of fun. So when I started my podcast, it really was to tell all these fun stories about what was going on when people weren't watching. You know, and they didn't think. So it's turned into a five-day-a-week interview show. So now, really, my podcast is really me just interviewing not even just Bravo, but like different reality stars. We have some music, some drag queens. It's really anything in pop culture, but it's a heavy slant towards Bravo and the housewife. That is so amazing because you and I have so much in common. I did the same thing, but with the Bachelor people, right? I was watching them on TV and I was like, you know what? They're going to be doing signings or appearances or events all over California because I'm in California. So it's kind of like New York, right? It's the same kind of like you have that access. I'm not in L.A., but I'm close to San Francisco. So, you know, it's not hard to get to Napa or wherever they're at, right? And I started the same thing. I started just showing up, and then they saw me time after time again. And then you do. You become friends with them. Then they are happy to come on your podcast because they know you. They feel comfortable with you. So I get that. That is so cool. I love that we have that in common. Totally. Yes, and it's so funny because people think they're so inaccessible, right? They think that they are just like, you said, Brad and Angelina, like they are so accessible. People just don't realize how accessible they are. Just stay on top of them. Like, right. They're just so really real people, you know, like yeah. they write that. Yeah, exactly. So now it's become like a work thing. You know, now it's kind of like, right. It's, I've, I don't even want to be friends with anyone now. Like, I'm kind <laughs> of like, I have my friend and now I'm just, well, A, I'm exhausted and B, I don't know. It's honestly to me, it's like, it's harder when you interview someone that you know. It's so yes. much easier just to be a stranger because all the people I'm really good friends with are like, yeah, 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 I'll come on. I'm like, well, when? Like, I've asked you 15 times. <laughs> but when it's a stranger, they just come on. So right. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm in this weird state of like, of course, I'll be friends with people, but like, I don't know, I kind of have enough friends. Like, I know that sounds obnoxious. It's not meant to sound obnoxious, but... I feel like the more you get to know someone, someone will call after and say, can you edit this out? Can you do this? And it's like, right. if you didn't know me, you wouldn't be asking for any of this. Uh-huh. And no, I'm not going to edit this out because that's not <laughs> what I do. You know? I mean, yeah. like, I'll edit it if something really whatever. But normally I'm like, it's my show. Like, I'll, I'll decide what goes out to the public, not you. Right. They want special treatment, you know, because you're friends. I totally get that. That's so funny. Oh, my God. It happens all the time. And I'm like, you would never talk to, like, a random podcaster like this that you didn't know. So, right. like, let's pretend like you don't know me and, like, call me and maybe ask. That's the other thing. Like, just ask me. You know, like, I, I get calls of people, like, take this out and do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, I'm like. It's really easier at this point not to be friends with more people (laughs) on the Bravo channel. That's too funny. You know, but I think as we get older, we feel that same way, that we just want to have, like, our little bubble of friends, you know, our little group of friends, and then we don't really want to expand from that. So totally get that. Totally understand that. So who was your first celeb interview? My first one was 
Lori Cooper. Do you know Lori Cooper, Doringa's realtor? Do you watch Real Housewives of New York? Yes. Oh, yes. We met, you know Lori Cooper? She's an older woman. She's Doringa's, like, real New York lawyer. Yep. No, that, not lawyer. Real estate agent. She was my first. Like, you know, like, I, was, I started smaller. Mm-hmm. I interviewed someone from a show called Spy Games on Bravo. That was, like, someone's second. I'm really good friends with Marge Sr. from Real Housewives of New Jersey. So, like, you know, look, I called upon the people I knew in the beginning, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So who has been, would you say, to date, your favorite? Or I don't, I don't know if you want to pick favorites, because I hate picking favorites. But, you know, like someone who you were just so excited to have on. I mean, like, I would say a couple of different people. Like, I loved having on Tamara Judge. She talked for so long. It was a two-hour interview. It was two parts. Wow. Um, yeah, and not even that, but, like, the more I talked to Tamara, the more I realized, like, God, like, you've been on for so long. There's so much to talk to you about. You know, and she was just, like, an open book. So, like, I loved Tamara. I think, like, Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules, Lala's boyfriend, he just doesn't do a lot of podcasts. He was so open, very outgoing, I had Perez Hilton on. He was a Nelly. So it's like anyone that really doesn't have something to hide and just kind of opens up. And, mm-hmm. you know, those are all some of the ones. And, like, Melissa Rivers, I loved. So it was not all. Oh, I also loved having Leanne Lockett on, who I just had on. Yes. Please tell us about that, because that was a very controversial season. And then she I mean, she Leanne left. is just, she's another one. Like, she just tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she doesn't really hold back. She just kind of tells it like it is. So that, too, was a two-parter. And so it's not out the second part. So the first part we talk about, we didn't get into any of the racist stuff. But, you know, the second part, I go there. And that's the thing. Like, if I'm friends with someone, like, I I will still go there. So, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I said to her, like, like, convince me that you're not racist. You know? I love that. So, and well, you know what it is, like, you can't have someone on and not address certain things, you right. know, because then like I, an elephant it's in the like, room. yeah, like, this is going to be more of a problem. So, I mean, it was great having her on, you know, so Leanne is up there, too, so that, that was something. So, were you happy with what she told you? I mean, were, did you feel like she, I don't want to give away the rest of your podcast, but did she at least explain herself in a way that you felt? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you feel satisfied? I I feel like I'm never happy in a way. It's a thing where, like, you ask questions and you get answers and then you just keep pushing and then you just move on, you know? Right, right. Like, that's really what it is. Like, you can't really, you know what I mean? You could, but after, like, three or four rounds, you're like, okay, this (laughs) is the best you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I feel like, and that's not even as it relates to Leanne. It's just, like, in general, I feel like I'm never happy. I feel like I get answers, and then I just kind of move on, but I always want more, so to speak. Yeah. But my biggest fear is, like, I'm always waiting for someone to just hang up the phone. I'm always waiting for someone to be like, that question is so not okay, and I'm just going <laughs> to hang up the phone now, which has never happened, okay. but, like, it could. Absolutely. You know? I do a live Instagram live show called Tup Talk, and, I mean, there have been times where, you know, they looked like a deer in headlights, and I just had to switch subjects because 
Right. You know, we're live and it's like, I'm not going to just keep them on the spot like that. I mean, I'm, I do have empathy, like I'm not, you know, but as a sort of journalist, I feel like you kind of have to do your job. You have to do your best at least to get the truth out, right? As much as you can without totally. making them feel and uncomfortable. I feel like you just need to like read the room and look like with, like with Tamara, like I push and like if, so, if I push and someone's willing to go there, I'll keep pushing. But Mm-hmm. You know, if you push back, I'll push again once or twice or three times, and then I'm like, I've kind of put this person through enough, and they're they're over these questions, and now I'm ready to move on. What was your most awkward interview? Like, did you have crickets, like dead silence after a, a question or anything like that? I mean, just, you know, Trying to think. Awkward. I feel like I've had a bunch of awkward interviews. You know, I mean, they're really not all created equal. You know, there's definitely... I don't know. What about you? I mean, there's definitely people that I'm just less excited to interview. You know, people that I'm just like, I don't even really care about your story as much. (laughs) So there's that. But then there's also, yeah, there's also people where it's just like our chemistry is not on. Like, you just aren't getting me. Yes. And then just other times you're like, I love this person. They're totally driving with me. So, like, sometimes, I don't really think the audience can always tell, though. Like, there's times where I'm like, oh, my God, that was a horrible interview. I mean, I'll say that to myself, and the audience will be like, that was such a great show. And, I mean, of course, I'm not going to be like, really? Because I think it was awful. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, perception. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, all interviews are not created equal. Right, and you have off days, you know, good days and bad days, and, and there's everyone's dealing with stuff that we're not talking about or addressing. Uh, totally. So yeah, it just depends. But so if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Do you think? That's a really good question. I really feel like this is my true calling in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now that it's five days a week, I don't know. I just feel like this is just what I was meant to do. Yeah, I get that. I feel the same way. I have several other jobs, but this is by far the one I enjoy the most and I get so much from feedback and, and et cetera. Just and being able to connect with people like you and just people other people in general, especially in a pandemic. Being able to connect with people is just a gift right now, right? I mean it's just it's such a gift. Yeah. For sure. And how long have you been podcasting? I have been doing it for about a year. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. For about a year. So it really like, my show was really successful before COVID, but it really is a product of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. we were two days a week at the beginning of COVID. This is all since March, that it went from two days to three days to four days. There's a wait list to get on my show now. Oh so, it just kind of had, well, you know what it is? You have people come on, like a Leanne or a Tamara, and they say things, and then it gets in the press. So, it's like, yep. it, it's just been like a snowball effect. And so, I mean, I feel like I've never work as hard as I am working now during COVID like don't you feel like you work all the time now yeah oh yeah definitely it's a constant thing and especially in you know in the bachelor world there's just so much going on we just started a new season you know there's all of these new players right and I'm connecting with all of them and but there's just so much out there so much content that it's just constant I mean I never I don't know about you but I never go to bed before like 1 or 2 a.m. because I'm just constantly, you know, getting information and just trying to figure out my next move, that kind of thing. Do you like try to like interview the people right away? 
I do. But, you know, ABC has really cracked down um, because of what happened with the Luke Parker situation. You're familiar with what happened with uh, Luke Parker, right? Yeah, so is that what it is? Like, like, do you have to work with ABC? Like, you have to get the permission and everything? You So you'll have some people that won't ask for permission, but... Right, like Bravo's the same way. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So it just depends. I mean, it depends on the person, but especially but lately, now... It seems to me like most people are asking permission. Yeah, I think so, too, because of what's been happening. And especially with the Luke, you know, $100,000, who wants to pay a fine like that, right? So what do you have to do? you have to call ABC? Just email. It's usually just via email. But right now they are seriously putting gag orders on everyone just because of the new season just starting. It's harder, I right. think, during the season. Off season is a little like, bit they're easier. They're not going to say yes to you if you ask them. Most likely not, no. But I will say that I've gotten guys that came right off of Hannah B's season, Hannah Brown season, literally the day they were cut, that night they were cut, I was emailing people that night, and I would get approval. So things have vastly changed. They are very different. I mean, Bravo is the same way. Like, you have a much better chance of getting people off season. It's the exact same way. Okay. So, like, I can get people that are not on the show anymore way faster than someone on the show, unless unless they don't ask permission. Right, exactly. Lately, everybody's asking permission. Lately. How are the contracts with Bravo? Because with The Bachelor, it's a year. Is it the same time frame for uh, Bravo? It's very similar, and also, there are fines. I don't think the fines are $100,000, but... The fines are pretty high now, and they're, they're just getting fines, and they're just taking it out of the money that they're owed. Oh, wow. Well, the reason it was a hundred grand, I think it was actually hundred twenty grand, is because he appeared on four different podcasts. So each wow. one, yeah, each one was like twenty five grand, basically of fine. So. And what happened? He like just gave away secrets of what was going to happen. Oh my gosh. He was spilling all kinds of scalding hot tea, like stuff that nobody knew about behind the scenes shit. I'm talking like everything. It was insane. I could not believe how much information he was sharing. And to think that that was okay with your contract. I'm sorry. That's just, but it painted him in a better light because you know, he got the villain edit, right? So it painted him in a much better light. So he was trying to clear his name, which I completely right. respect that. Right. I'd right. love to and have listen, him on. These contracts are so rigorous. Oh, my God. They are crazy. I mean, for what happened this week with the strip dodgeball, I don't know if you're keeping up with this new season, but if they had in their contract that they could be naked and it was fine... I mean, that's a hell of a contract, no? Like, they, they can humiliate you. They can belittle you. Like, they can pretty much do anything to you. It's unbelievable what people will find to be on TV. Yeah, I agree with you. It is, it's insane. That's just, like, the bigger issue, you know? That's just such an interesting thing to discuss. I agree. So who is your, like, dream guest to have on your show? I mean, it sounds like you've had so many incredible, incredible people. But do you have, like, a dream guest that you, like... Maybe a Bethany Frankel or someone like that? Bethany would be up there. Or, you know, like any of the Beverly Hills housewives, like Lisa Rinna. You know, they're okay. definitely hers in the book. Right. So, like, some of the bigger, like, probably Lisa Rinna, Bethany, like, people like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. But those are probably the top two. Okay. Denise Richards. Yeah. I mean, there's that all that drama that went down um, this past season and 
I guess is still kind of with Brandy. I mean, all of that. Can you speak to any of that that's gone on? I mean, just the really intense drama that happened on that franchise? It definitely happened. I mean, I feel bad for Denise. Like, I don't know what Denise was thinking, you know, in hooking off with someone like with a big mouth like Brandy. Like, if you (laughs) really wanted to keep this quiet, like, why would you hook up with Brandy? But, you know, having said that, yeah, it, 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 like, happened. It's so crazy, isn't it? You know, I mean, I think, I mean, they're already filming the next season, first of all, of Beverly Hills. So it's, like, filming right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just going to be a much different season. So do we think that Tori Spelling is going to be? No. I mean, I saw that, and I was like, this will never happen. Okay, okay. It's, like, pretty much confirmed that it's not happening. And to be honest with you, I don't even think that would be a good casting choice. I agree with you. I was like, really? I kind of shook my head, you know, when I when I saw that. It would be way too distracting. Like, the show, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't really be able to watch the show anymore. You would just be distracted. Right, right. I did like her reality show, though, when it was on. I- yeah, Totally, but I just don't see her fitting in. No, I think if anything, she is good on her own, you know, in in her own show and not (laughs) with the cast of women. Yeah, and I'm sure she would love to do it. By the way, I know you mentioned that you watched Laguna Hills when it first came out. Did you see that they had a Zoom reunion with all the Laguna Hills cast, like from the first season? I did. So I just had Jason Waller from The Hills on my show, and I just had two others from the first season. So, yeah, I mean, it was great. It was all to get people to vote. You know, I think that they're just, they're shocked at how it's still, it's still a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people love, I mean, myself included, I love The Hills. I just love it. It, Jason was a great guest. He talked about his sobriety. He was a great guest. But I mean, to me, it's like that's one of the best reality shows of all time. Now, did you watch the Hills reboot? Like the recent one? I did. I thought it was pretty good. I did too. I was surprised they canceled it. A lot of people didn't like it. Like, it's almost like the cast didn't really think it was good when I talked to them. But I thought it was really good. I mean, they're older now, so it's going to be different. You know, it's not going to be the same. But I thought it was really good. I met Stephanie Pratt last year in Napa with a bunch of other Bachelor people. She was actually on a date with Derek Pace, who was on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. And can I just tell you, Stephanie in person is drop-dead gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Stunning. She's gorgeous. Oh, my God. Her eyes, like, she is just a smoke show. she's way taller than you think. Way taller. Way taller. And she's so chill. Like, they... I feel like the edit is so, that makes her look so crazy, but she was so chill and laid back and cool. Like, I I really liked her when I met her. I really like her a lot, too. I was kind of hoping that it would work out for um, her and Derek, but they were a super cute couple. They were on, like, their second date ever. It was really fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, for sure. So, other than The Housewives... Do you watch any other reality TV? Have you seen Love Island? Do you watch Temptation Island? Any of those? Love Island, yes. You know, I watch a lot of, like, the comic. I love Big Brother. I still love Survivor. Love Island was great. So good. So good. Good. It's always good. This season was really fun because, so they were all supposed to go to Fiji, right? That was where the destination was before COVID hit. 
And yeah. I was able to get about four of them on my live show. And it was so fun to talk to them and just ask them how it was like dating in a pandemic when no one else could really date, you know? And it was so just, it was so fun to get to know them. And they're all awesome people. So sweet, so kind, generous with their time. It's such a good summer show, you know? It is, it is. Oh, what about Summer House? Have you talked to anyone from Summer House, Carl? So I know those guys. Like, I know Kyle and I know Hannah and Carl. I've had a lot of them on my show. Summer House filmed. Like, they did Quarantine House. It's kind of like, they didn't vote anyone out, but it's kind of like Big Brother where they quarantined in the house. Jules is not back for anyone that doesn't know but other than that they all were in the house and they just couldn't leave so that's how they were able to film it that is so smart that is genius actually like they quarantined before then they went in the house and then they just didn't leave the house it is smart and they did the whole thing over i think two weeks three weeks so the whole summer house summer which they'll drag out is really just 24 hours of filming of them being in the house. I was going to say, because when I interviewed Carl last year, he said that they would go back and forth between Hamptons and New York City. So obviously, they did. They, oh, they did do that, even while they were quarantining. Well, no, no, not, not while they were quarantined. While they were quarantined, they were just literally in the house. That's good. Yeah. That's so smart of them. Wow. And how is Carl in person? He seemed cool over the phone, but I haven't met him in person. Yeah, I know. He's listen. They're all really nice. I, there's something about that cast that they're actually really nice. Kyle seems really It's nice one of the nicer cast. I mean, I think a lot of the cats are nice if they're yeah. not housewives, actually. <laughs> like the summer house cast, you know, like I think they're getting bigger as the seasons go on. The show is getting bigger, but they're really nice. So how do you feel about what's happening with Vanderpump? Because I chatted with Peter Madrigal. Yeah. Last year. Wow. He is so hilarious. He cracked me. I literally had to stop recording because I was laughing so hard. He is such a character. But I feel like it's gone downhill, right? I mean, this past season was kind of a train wreck. What I mean, what's your take I mean, on Vanderpump? I just don't know what they're gonna do. Like Sassy's gone, Kristen's gone. Right. I, I don't know. Just I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. There's a lot of talk. They should just change the show somehow, but it is coming back. That's what my sources tell you. Like, it yes. is coming back. We're not done with it just yet. So I'm hearing that there's a rumor that one of the Bachelor girls, Jasmine? I saw that. Okay, yeah. What do you know about that? I don't know if that's really going to happen, but it does make sense. I mean, look, I think they're definitely definitely going to have diversity casting on the next season. 100%. They have I think to. 100% there's going to be someone that works there who's black, as well as other diversity. But I think definitely, I mean, it's just, they, they have no choice kind right. of after what happened. Exactly. So she would be a great fit, you know? She would. She and Sheena are good friends now, right? They're, they're like right. they're very close. Right, they're good friends. She's she has a following like it listen it wouldn't shock me if that happened it really wouldn't there's it, it makes sense i hope that does happen that would be awesome what is your favorite housewives franchise new york new Just york okay I'm me too here it's what i know beverly hills probably a close second but like new york do you have a favorite housewife in new york 
Well, that's a really good question because <laughs> it changes. But really, I would have to say right now, Luann, just by process of elimination, I mean, the thing is when you know these people in real life, it's hard to judge them based on what you see on TV. So as far as like real life, Luann is a collapse act and she's wonderful. The others, they're okay. Well, and that's the thing. Like, Ramona's edit is so terrible. I mean, is she... She ain't ain't so great in real life either. Okay, okay. That's what I was getting at. And Sonia... She ain't so great in real life. Sonia's not so great in real life either. Okay, but we have to talk about Sonia being on and Dorinda being on OnlyFans. What is happening with that? (laughs) Did you know that? I don't know what they're doing on OnlyFans. Like, I mean, I don't... Literally, I don't know what they do. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I've never gone on there, but I don't know what they could possibly be doing. But you know what it is. Yeah. Okay, okay. But they're soft versions of OnlyFans. True, true. And it could just be more for, like, fan, you know, interaction, right. that kind of thing. But, I mean, my jaw did drop when I found out uh, Like, I also both of don't them. know how, like, busy they are. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know that other celebrities on OnlyFans are criticized. Like, Aaron Carter, I know, just got really criticized for, like, just teasing all this stuff and then really showing nothing or talking about nothing. Okay. So I think there's a lot of people on OnlyFans that get you there and they still make some money, but you may not come back a second time. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? That? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't have a membership to it, and I don't. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> either, but I don't know who's going to see Dorinda. Right. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how busy that is. <laughs> and I, I don't really hear about it very much. No, I mean, I just like Dorinda. I mean, yeah. More on that. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it on Instagram, and I thought we have to talk about this because it is so. Crazy it's to me. Interesting. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yes, that is so funny. So we have some fun questions. Call these icebreakers, even though we've pretty much already broken the ice here, right? But given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Madonna. <gasps> Love it. Have you been like hardcore Madonna fan from the beginning? From the beginning. Oh my gosh. I would just, yeah, yeah I wouldn't even know where to begin. There'd be so many questions. I would ask her why does she have to come out at eleven o'clock at night when her concert starts at like eight or nine. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a very good question. That would definitely and be like, my is question. Is it purposeful or are you just really busy? Right, exactly. It's crazy every single time, and sometimes I think like midnight even. Right, it's insane. It's just later and later every year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you been to many of her concerts? So many. So many. Oh, my gosh. It gets later and later every year, although this year there is no concert. I mean, I there's know. no album either, so it kind of is timed right. But, yeah. I know. All the uh, performers are getting pregnant. It's hysterical, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I, I, I can't tour. Like, yeah. It makes sense. And I'm not really into, like, the virtual concerts or talks. It's, just, it's not the same, mate. It's not the same. You're 100% agree with you on that. It's like what we do. So, like, I'm just like, if I really want to talk to you that bad, I'll just try to fuck you on my show. <laughs> right. It's not even like I don't want to pay. Like, I pay for live, but, like, I'm not going to pay to, like, listen to you talk about your new book in, like, a Zoom chat. I, I am with you on that. I do like the fact that they're doing drive-up concerts, though. I think that's 
genius to have like a drive-in kind of concert. I, totally. I'm, I'm down with that. That's totally fine. Um, okay, next question. What's your theme song? Do you have a theme song and why? Probably like either I of the Tiger or I Will Survive. Love it. And why is that? Just because, you know, the more you try to throw stuff at me, like I rise to the top. The more opposition you put in my way, the more I'm going to work to move that opposition out of my way. So bring it on. I will survive. Or I have the tiger. It's kind of like the Rocky fighting scene. Yes, definitely. And were you born and raised in New York, David? Between New York and Connecticut. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So East Coast all the way, baby. Yep. I'm East Coast as well. Born and raised. North Carolina, Florida, Kentucky, but always East Coast. And I, now you're in California. Yep. I came out here to be basically flight attendant. I worked for United for several years. So. But and you love it. Ideally came out to be a lounge singer, and I realized I had crippling stage fright. So we, uh, <laughs> we moved quickly from that. But I do love to sing karaoke. I'll say that. Okay. What would you write a book about? Well, I wrote a book about oh. About my podcast, about well, I wrote a book about how really to go from fan to friend with these reality people. Love it. Kind of like what you did with the, I wrote a whole multi-step how-to book that, like, if there's someone famous you want to be friends with, you need to follow these rules, and it doesn't happen overnight, and you two could become friends with these people. Oh, my gosh. Can you give us, like, a little tidbit from the book? Like, a little... Listen, it's, it's a multi-step process. Like, everyone's like, how are you friends with all these people? It's like, listen, it takes a good year. Yeah. You know, it starts on social media, then you have to show up in person, then you have to follow up. Yep. It's really just, like, a process, like, becoming friends with everyone else. Mm-hmm. That is very cool. What's the book called? Well, that's a really good question because it's delayed because of COVID. I would like to call it From Fan to Friend. I was just going to say know. that's what you should call it, From Fan right? to Friend. That is excellent. Yes, 100%. I mean, like, the publishers wanted to maybe call it Behind the Velvet Rope, which ties into my podcast. That's oh. That's called, but that's I still smart. think From Fan to Friend is the right way to go. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, you could kind of do both. Rope both of those in there, huh? Rope, no pun intended. What did your 15-year-old self imagine you'd be doing right now? Certainly not this. (laughs) Certainly, I have no idea, but let me tell you something. I mean, anything in the media or entertainment, I would have told you you were crazy. (laughs) I literally would have told you you are literally insane. I I love it. I mean, I'm happy, you know. That's awesome. Happy to be doing it. If you could be a personal assistant to anyone, who would it be? Ooh. Would I choose Madonna? I mean, because I love her so much. Because, I mean, I tell you, she's not going to be easy to work for. Right. Um, (laughs) You know who I would be a personal assistant for who is probably the nicest celebrity I've ever met would be Paris Hilton. Okay. Paris Hilton is so unbelievably nice. Wow. Yeah. So I could see her just, yeah, that that would be it. You'd get all the perks. I mean, I, I would say Madonna, but I just don't think that she would be an easy person to work for. No way. 
No way. I think that would just, like, if that's your actual job, it would be absolute hell, actually. <laughs> yes. I agree. Do you have any celebrity crushes? I'm trying to think who. Um, Justin Bieber. He is. Would be one. Adorable, yes. Like, I probably have a bunch, but, like, Justin Bieber, Ian Summerhalder is really cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah. So she's really cute. Zach Efron. Oh, yeah. These are some good celebrity crushes, I think. Yeah, definitely. Love it. And are you single or are you? I'm single right now. Okay, he's single. All right. And throughout COVID, too. So imagine that. How is that? Dating in COVID? I'm actually a dating coach. I mean, you know, it's different now because, like, the world is kind of open. So it's different a little bit. You know, like, I think it just feels like normal now, which I don't even know if that's such a good thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it's more confusing in the world now because, like, you just don't know what to do. Yeah, you don't know what's safe. You don't know what is... Right, like, it was easier when we were all locked down. Now it's like, well, the world's open and I'm going out, but then you're like, is this really safe what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, no, I I can see that. I, I feel like if you have a mask on... And you're trying to social distance as much as possible, and you're being considerate to others. I think that's first and foremost the most important thing. But I can't imagine dating right now because, yeah, that's it's just going to be difficult. But you've got the apps and everything, but it's like, you know, that only takes you so far. I feel like um, FaceTime is always great if you're dating, you know, right now. Yeah, because you could really get to know someone, and then when it's safe, you can meet in person or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it's just, it's a different world. I think it's always going to be a different world. I don't think it's ever going to go back to where it was pre-COVID. That's what I think. Oh, completely. I mean, there's just, there's no possible way, I feel like. But, you know, you never know. It's all crazy, right? But like I said, and like you said, we're very lucky to be able to do this podcast. I am so happy I was able to connect with you. I am ecstatic for your success, completely inspired. I I really thank you for having me on, you know, thank you, I appreciate it, thank you for spreading the word, listening to Behind the Velvet Rope, like listen, if people want to hear interviews five days a week, it's not just Bravo, it's, I would say like 85% Bravo, more like 80% and like 20% everything else. It's an interview with somebody in the public eye every single day. So when you say everything else, what other shows are you Well, like, I had the director from This Is Paris, which was great. I've had, like, I just had on Dr. 90210, which is, like, a show on E, like, Rachel Bradshaw from the Bradshaw Bunch. Okay, Um, gotcha. You know, like, I just had three of the Hill Laguna Beach people on. I've had some drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, like, and it's not just reality. I had Melissa Rivers, Perez Hilton. You know, it, it, but it's pop culture related. So it's someone yeah. that has like an offbeat connection, so to speak. So it's like, it's not just Bravo, but it, it, it's mostly reality shows, which we're getting away from. Like I just had some soap stars that are coming up. So okay. we're really trying to keep it broad. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I kind of just say I'm TV and entertainment because I definitely don't want to shut off, right, to just TV. I mean, you just want to be kind of open to, like you said, pop culture. Like, I would never want it to be in, like, one network. Like, you know, what if the housewife go away? Like, what if the bachelor goes off the air? Like, you don't want to be caught just as a bachelor person. Exactly. Like, I just think 
it doesn't make sense to be that pigeonholed. Well, where can people find you, your podcast? How can they connect with you? So it's Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere podcasts are found, Behind the Velvet Rope. And on Instagram, it's at Behind Velvet Rope. So, and really, Instagram is my thing. Like any other social media I have on, I check like 1% of the time. I check yeah. Instagram all day, every day. Same. Like minute after minute after minute. So yep. really, I would just say at Behind Velvet Rope or Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Okay, perfect. You guys go check it out. He's had some amazing interviews and you're going to have, you're going to keep having those amazing interviews. So you're going to want to follow him and subscribe. David, thank you so much for being my guest. I would love to have you back. You are incredible. Like I said, inspirational. I want you to be my mentor. (laughs) I will mentor you and I will come back any day that you would like. You are the sweetest. Thank you so much. And if I'm in New York, you know I'm looking you up. We're going to go grab a drink for sure. If you're in New York, we will have drinks at the Regency any day you would like. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a dream. I love it. Let's do it. I'll introduce you to everyone. I love it. It's happening. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And you know to follow me on at Getting Cozy with Erin on Instagram. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and soon to be on a few more platforms. So stay tuned for that. And of course, I just joined Taste of Reality Network, and I'm so excited. So please go follow me on their website as well, tasteofreality.com. You guys have a great day. Stay safe safe and always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Have you ever had a bad waxing experience? I had one so awful that I swore off waxing for good until the day I met Nikki, the owner of Lunchbox Wax. She convinced me that her salon was nothing like the one I'd experienced. Though hesitant, I agreed to try a service at Lunchbox. I am so glad I did. She was right. The salon was warm and the staff was so welcoming. My specialist was kind and patient, bending over backwards to make me feel relaxed and calm. The service was quick and as comfortable as it could be. I was amazed waxing could be like this and made sure to book my follow-up appointment. I'm grateful to Nikki and so glad I chose to trust her and Lunchbox Wax. Book your waxing appointment today. Make your life smooth with Lunchbox Wax. New to waxing? After your first wax, get the same service next time for free. Already a Lunchbox Wax fan? Save up to 48% and get a 12-month Brazilian unlimited membership. Book online at www.lunchboxwax.com and use the code BOGOFREE. With all our Bay salons now open in Dublin, Alameda, Walnut Creek, Concord, Brentwood, San Ramon, and Camden Park. Use code BOGOFREE at www.lunchboxwax.com.